You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3. This is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Well, Lent is one of the oldest Christian traditions, but not every part of the church celebrates it or has some see it more as a burden than a blessing. What can we learn from this tradition of Lent? We're going to talk about that today with Dr. Mark Terman, who is with Denison Forum. This ministry helps us discern the news differently with some of their daily articles. And even their one out today is pretty interesting. Dr. Terman, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Great to be with you. Yeah, uh, Bridget just mentioned today uh, that the title is Biden and Trump, Too Old to Serve Second Terms. Most Americans say so. As we scroll down in that article, you say the entire identity of uh, many people is tied up to their job, but it could be their family. It could be their spouse. I mean, we're tied up in all sorts of other things. Lent helps us kind of break away from all that, doesn't it? Well, I hope it can. Uh, If I think we walk up to it the right way, it can really help clarify our identity as well as our uh, gratitude and appreciation for all that God has done for us in Christ. And that's what every day should be about, but particularly this season as we walk our way up to the great celebration of Easter, Jesus's cross and resurrection. Uh, Lent is intended to help us to get ready for that celebration in some special ways. Yes, and it kicks off tomorrow officially. And this devotional that the Denison Forum has put together, The Awakening, it's really that entire time starting tomorrow all the way up to Easter. And I just was struck by the significance of even the amount of days. This isn't so, like we've got Holy Week that helps prepares us for Easter, but Lent is even a longer time period. Can you tell us why that length of time and really the importance of not rushing through that preparation? Well, there's been uh, several versions of the calendar of Lent over the centuries, but uh, the idea generally is a 40-day period leading up to Easter. Uh, And in this case, uh, the call out that is uh, starting tomorrow is actually 47 days. And the reason for that is, is that Lent, the word simply means spring. uh, But the idea of Lent is that there is a period of fasting, of reflection, of confession and repentance. And that, that this is a time to focus because uh, the number 40 is in many ways significant in the Bible. We read in the Old Testament 40 years that Israel wandered in the wilderness. There's this idea that Jesus was in the wilderness himself being tempted and challenged at the beginning of his ministry for 40 hours, Um, that uh, there was a 40-day period in which Jesus appeared to the disciples after Easter. So the number 40 is significant in many ways. Uh, So the idea is that for six days, there is a period of fasting and reflection. All the Sundays during Lent are days of celebration where the fasting and practices are relaxed. And that's how you get to 47 days. Mm-hmm. But a period that really keys off of that number 40 within the Bible and is intended to have an extended experience of focusing, preparation, and drawing closer to God. That's really the point, is not to simply be able to accomplish and check off a ritual but to draw close to God through an extended series, a season of focus. I think my next question, you've kind of worked your way up to the answer for it, but we see this practice as a burden many times, not a blessing. How do we get past that idea of there's a burden associated to all this? 
Well, yeah, I can see how that can happen. I remember I grew up in a Roman Catholic family the first uh, 10, 12 years of my life. And uh, as I got older into my uh, older childhood, I remember just thinking that this was this was unnecessary. It wasn't fun. I didn't like, you know, being restricted in these ways. Um, but it can become something uh, of a practice, and it can be done in a number of different ways. And I think the, the Lord gives us freedom in that. Uh, I've, I've heard of people this year even saying, you know, I'm going to fast from one particular food, or I'm going to take a technology fast in certain ways. Uh, we can be creative with this, and if we look to and hold on to the purpose that this is to focus my attention, that's the reason for fasting anyway, is to focus our attention on the spiritual things in our life, on the presence of God in our life, on hearing the voice of God. And we know, we all know that we live in a noisy world, uh, and doing something like a, a practice of Lent can help us to maybe simplify our life and think about God more clearly. Well, and thank you for sharing some of those options. What if someone is saying, okay, what are some things that I can maybe stay away from for this period of time to help me focus my attention? What are some of your other suggestions? I know you said sometimes people do a type of food, but what are some of the ways you've seen people practice this? Yeah, I was listening to one pastor in Houston who came up with uh, all different kinds of things, really something different for each day uh, that, you know, he would separate himself from the regular routine of a certain food that he really enjoyed on one particular day. On another day, he might say, you know what, I'm just going to stay off the internet uh, and off of technology all day on a Wednesday. Uh, he said, you know, I have a tradition that I eat pizza on Friday. Well, during the season of Lent, I'm not going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat something that might be a little more healthy. Uh, and just building practices like that. Uh, I know somebody that would say, you know what, uh, I don't stay connected to the people in my life the way I think God would want me to, and so I'm going to say that on every Saturday, I'm going to fast from uh, doing what I want to do, at least for a while, and make a few phone calls to some people that I know I need to connect to, but I've been putting it off. So it's just a way of thinking about your life in a deeper way, uh, maybe interrupting some of your normal routines, and putting in some things that God might want you to do that would help you to draw closer to him and closer to others. You know, we talked earlier today, we were looking at a devotional that talked about habits and how we can break bad habits and how we can build in good habits. And what you've been talking about here, it, it's maybe a little less of what we're putting aside and a lot more of what we want to focus on. We want to take this time to help our minds focus more on Christ and who he is and what he's done for us. Is that a habit that, I mean, that's something that we shouldn't just do during this season. We should be doing that daily. So are we trying to build a habit, I guess, here of spending more time focusing on him? Oh, absolutely. And trying to build more habits of spending time with him through the day, not just having a time, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes in the morning where we quote unquote check off a box and say, well, I did that. No, how do we increase our awareness of God all through the day? Uh, and I love what you said there, Eric, that it's not so much about what we're giving up, but it's what we're adding in as a fresh way of focusing on our relationship with God, because it is unique, and it operates in a very unique way, and we have to learn some rhythms of how to do that. Uh, and this is a season where we can ask God to teach us some fresh things in that way. 
Yeah, and I see here, and even in the introduction to Awaken this, My Soul, the Lenten devotional here by Denison Forum, that you're calling on believers, not just as an individual, but really as a church to do this. And you even start off the first day talking about Great Awakening. So this is something that, yes, we do as an individual, but hopefully as a whole body and and we know that we that we see when we call out to him as a church that he hears us and he responds based on scripture. So talk to us about the desire of Denison Forum to really see the body of Christ as a whole be awakened to who he is and the power he can have in our lives. Well, that's a, a great call out. God puts us into church families because he made us for community, for connection, not only with him, but with each other. And we live in a world, especially a culture, that is hyper-individualized, and we think, you know what, I have my beliefs and you have your beliefs, let's just stay private with that. Well, God wants our faith to be personal, but He also wants it to be public and communal. And when we get together, we can encourage each other, strengthen each other, pray for each other, and, and learn from each other. And that's what the church is to be about. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, not a temple for perfect people, but rather a hospital for, for people who realize their spiritual need and come together seeking the Lord and seeking his help, his redemption, uh, and his grace for all the needs of our life. Mark, we just have about a minute or two here. Um, the first, if I could look at the first devotional, it says, and Bridget just mentioned it, join the fifth great awakening. Will we look back in church history and say we're in the midst of the great awakening? It it doesn't feel like, to me, it just doesn't feel like we're in a great awakening. Are we in a fifth great awakening? Well, only time will tell, and it can be very hard to discern it. Uh, we believe that that is happening. Certainly there are indications that the fifth great awakening is already happening in other parts of the world. Uh, there are more Muslims coming to Christ than at any other time in history. There is a, apparently a great movement of God in the global south where uh, thousands of people are coming to, to Christ. There's indications by uh, a guy named Barrett in his Christian Encyclopedia that more than 100,000 people a day are coming to Christ, even in places like China through the underground church. It doesn't seem to be happening in that same way in America and in Western Christianity, Western Europe, but we should pray for that. And certainly in our part of the world, we should ask God to do a fresh work of calling people to faith, calling people to a time of repentance and confession, coming back to him as their king, and that we would see it not just in some of the world, but in all of the world. Mm. Wow, that is... That's pretty encouraging, and I guess that is then dependent on us at a point to be praying for, bring it here, right? That's That should be our prayer. Bring it, if it's happening around the globe, that means it can happen here also, so so pour it on here, I guess, is what mm. we should be praying. Maybe yes. that's one of the things we should be praying during this season. Absolutely, absolutely. Mark Terman of the Denison Forum has uh, been joining us. Yeah. If you want more information about this uh, devotional that they have, it takes us through right up through uh, Easter week, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to find out more, head to our website, ericandbridget.org. Yeah, it's called Awaken My Heart. We'll link you there.